This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. I pray all is well with you. We appreciate you joining us for the broadcast today, wherever you're listening from. It's hard to believe that in just probably 48 hours or so from now, uh, might be a little bit longer than that, but we're going to be going into another new year. And we're headed into 2019, and I am expecting this to be a great year. For God's people, there's just such a stirring and a working of the Spirit of God. And God is revealing Himself in a way that I've not seen God reveal Himself since I was a small boy. If you live just a little while longer, you're going to see the hand of God begin to reveal itself. And God begin to talk to people and move through people like He did back in the the Bible, and we're going into a, a generation and a dispensation that the Lord is restoring His mighty hand, and He will one more time begin to talk with man and move through man, and signs and wonders and great miracles and great deliverance that we've not seen since the days of the Bible are now going to be restored back to us. For it's time for God to get people's attention and let them know that there is a God. And when I say that there's a God in Israel, I mean the Israel of God, the chosen seed of God. And there is a God in Israel. And His name is Jesus. And I declare Him to you this day that it's time for this gospel of the kingdom to be preached into all the world for a witness. And that witness that will bear and will show and give evidence that Jesus Christ has come to take his abode in his people will be the signs and the wonders and the miracles and the great deliverance. And I'm not just talking about a few healings. I'm talking about mighty signs and wonders. And you know, when Joel spoke in Joel chapter 2 and 28, and he said, And it shall come to pass afterwards, saith God, that I will... Pour out of my spirit of all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall dream dreams, or, or shall have visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and upon thy handmaidens and upon thy servants will I pour out of my spirit. And then he went on and says, And I will show signs in the heavens above, and wonders in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. These signs are not just going to happen. They are going to be prophesied by the Spirit of the Lord that has come upon our sons and our daughters. And you know, several weeks back, the Lord began to deal with me about this spirit of prophecy that was going to be poured out in these last days. And it's been over a year now. It was a, a, a year uh, in March that I heard the voice of the Lord speak to me that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. And that is from Revelation. I believe it's the 19th chapter and the 10th verse. And the Lord dealt with me about that power and authority that was in Moses, and that was in Elijah, and great men of God that lived, you know, and came forth in the early church, and Peter and Paul, and mighty men of God that walked with God, and God talked to them.
And we've not seen this in many, many, many of year. Uh, in, not in our generation have I seen and, and can say uh, with an assurity that God walks with that man or God talks with that man or God visits that vessel and the word of the Lord is in their mouth. And, and we've come to the place almost like it was uh, in the days of Samuel in from First uh, Samuel, the third chapter, in the first verse, it says this, And the child ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. And that's the way it is now. The word of the Lord today is very, to me, it's very precious. You've got a lot of people saying that God said this and God said that and God's going to do this and God is going to do that. But I'm not seeing the evidence. I'm not seeing the witness uh, of the power and the Spirit of God living in these men and confirming the Word. You know, in uh, I believe it's in the Gospel of Mark. Right there in the last few verses, and then said it, and they went everywhere and preached. Well, what they were preaching was the gospel of the kingdom. For Jesus preached no other gospel. Go to your Bible in Matthew 4 and 23, and it says, And Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. <coughs> that is what he commissioned. His disciples to preach, and all through the New Testament, in the epistles, they uh, preach the gospel of the kingdom. <clears throat> in the Acts, the first chapter, and the third verse, it talks about how, after his resurrection, that Jesus, he came many times and showed himself alive to his disciples by many infallible proofs doing that. Forty days that he remained or descended back to the earth after his resurrection. He spent 40 days among the chosen witnesses that he had chosen to send forth with this gospel of power and authority and dominion. This gospel of the kingdom. And it says in that third verse of the first chapter of the book of Acts that he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs and he instructed them in things pertaining to the kingdom of God because in Mark the ninth chapter he took him Peter and James and John and pulled them aside and he told them, he said, there be some right here with you that shall not taste of death or shall not see death till they have seen the kingdom of God come in power and we've not seen the kingdom in our day revealed in power but when the Holy Ghost was poured out on that day of Pentecost it brought in power it brought in authority it brought in dominion it brought in the witness that Jesus Christ had come in and taken his abode in his people because from the very first Signs and wonders and great miracles begin to be wrought because in Acts 2, it says they were in the temple daily and went from house to house, breaking bread and in fellowship, and many signs and wonders were done by the hands of the apostles. And we see how in Acts the third chapter, in those first few verses, how that Peter and John 
going up to the temple to pray at the ninth hour, which is the hour of prayer, that the lame man there at the gate, beautiful, was healed, and his ankle bones been up, crippled from his mother's womb. I think uh, close to 40 years old, and then sitting there day after day, and you just stop and think how many times Jesus must have walked by this man, but it was God's chosen time to heal this man, to bring great deliverance to uh, this man, and start a great move of God among Israel. And so Peter and John moved by the Spirit of the Lord, took him by the hand, and Peter told him, said, Look on us. And the man fastened his eyes on them, expecting to receive money. He was there begging for money to feed his family and meet his needs. But Peter and John looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And immediately the Bible says his ankle bones receive strength and he began to leap and shout and run into the temple shouting and praising God. What I want to know today is where are these men of God and these vessels of God that this power and this authority and this dominion of God's word and spirit dwells in them. God has not changed. He has not changed. It is man that is lost the dedication and the consecration and the will to serve God and be obedient to the voice of God. We've got caught up in religion and all we're preaching is messages trying to excite somebody's flesh. I get so tired of hearing people argue about this doctrine and that doctrine and about water baptism. I get so tired of hearing these things. Paul said in Hebrews the 6th chapter, he said, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ let us go on unto perfection or let us go on unto maturity and completeness in God. All these things that he listed after that. These are the principles. They're the basics. You preach them, you move past them. It's time to move past the basics. It's time to move past the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Therefore, leaving the principles, he said, of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. That word there means maturity and completeness in God and in the mind and will of God. We're never going to be perfect in man's sight. You're never going to be perfect in man's sight. There's people that did not accept Jesus. There's many that said Jesus had a devil. And that's all right, but it's time to press for maturity and strength and wisdom and come to that place that the Christ can be revealed in us and be made manifest in our lives and everyday living in our daily walk and talk can manifest the very essence and the very being, mind, nature, and characteristics of a resurrected living Christ that has taken his abode in us. Much less bearing witness. Much less bearing witness of what God wants to do in us. But in the third chapter of First Samuel, 
I read this a while ago. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. And there was no open vision. You know, when God had a prophet uh, among the people in the Old Testament, he said, I will speak to him by dreams and visions. And you can read your Bibles all down through the prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And you see that every few chapters, uh, it says that the word of the Lord came unto Isaiah, or the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, so the word of the Lord came unto Ezekiel or Daniel, uh, or the word of the Lord spake to this man of God or that man of God. Uh, God talked to his people in those days. Uh, the men that dedicated his son themselves to uh, the working of the Spirit, to walking uh, upright before God and doing that which was right uh, in the eyes of the Lord. And they wholly uh, followed the Lord, the thing that separated uh, Joshua and Caleb from all the other men uh, that ministered with Moses, uh, that ministered to him and stood with him. Uh, and Joshua and Caleb was, uh, the word of God said they had a different spirit about them uh, in that they wholly followed the Lord. Uh, it's time to break the bonds of religion. It's time uh, to come out of doctrine. It's time to come out uh, of this form of godliness that denies the power thereof and to be restored back uh, to the working uh, of the Spirit of God in our lives, in our homes, in our churches. Uh, and it's time to get the Spirit of prayer uh, back into our homes, into our churches, and begin to seek God uh, with a whole heart and with a fervent spirit, uh, crying out for our nation, crying out uh, for a visitation and a working uh, of God's Spirit and a moving of uh, the Holy Ghost. You know, uh, I, I, I've been reading the Word of God. Uh, many times I'll read the Bible, just read it through uh, in what they call chronological order or time frame order. Uh, and I have been reading how uh, that the children of Israel uh, every time after the days of Moses and even after Joshua, uh, they would have peace for a while. Many times it said, and so and so uh, judged Israel. Uh, and there was peace for 10 years or 20 years or 40 years. Uh, and, and that they would, uh, Israel would live in peace and worship God. But then uh, after that vessel had died and uh, that they, they were no longer before their eyes. And it says, and they forgot uh, Joshua. They knew not Joshua. They knew not uh, the word of the Lord and his mighty acts that they would turn and go back to idolatry and the Lord would get vexed with them and evil life would come upon them and yet it said and when they cried unto the Lord God heard their prayer and God turned things and brought a deliverer. I believe now God's people would gather together in one heart one mind and one spirit and will call upon the name of the Lord and will cry out unto God for God to move this evil in our nation 
in our churches, in our government, uh, that God will hearken uh, to our voice and He will put things in place. He will send uh, a word of God. He will send deliverers. He will send men uh, and women, vessels of God that will speak uh, by His word and by His Holy Spirit uh, and His holy anointing and great deliverance one more time uh, will come uh, and be restored back to God's people for it's time for a visitation. It's time for a restoration of all things. It's time for the restoring of the word and the spirit as Joel said. It's time for the meat offering and the drink offering to be restored back to the house of God because truly a word of God with power and authority has been cut off and the spirit of God has been cut off from our mouths and from our hearts and our eyes up, and it's like the new wine as Joel said in that first chapter of Joel he said it's like the new wine has been come off from our mouths and it's been dried up y'all know that the new wine represents the Holy Ghost it represents the Spirit of God the wine and the oil is the Spirit and the anointing and it's like everything's just dead and people just going through a form and going through a, a, a ritual and a tradition that's why God warned us through Timothy or Paul writing to Timothy when he said there are people that will have a form of godliness and deny the very power thereof. And it's come to that in the churches today. It's come to a a, a time of uh, of just what I call junk, just entertainment. The church has turned to entertainment. She's turned to uh, a form of godliness that denies the power. I've never in my life seen a time when people will talk about how great God is, sing about it, shout about it, and, and testify about how great their God is. But when it comes to pass, there's no deliverance. There's no mighty hand of God in our lives. There's nothing there except people reminisce about what God used to do or about what He's going to do. The Lord didn't say he was the I was that I was or the I am that I'm going to be. He said, I am the I am that I am. I am ready for I am to reveal itself in these last days. I'm ready for I am to step on the scene and come forward in these days that we're living in and reveal his hand in our day. I want to see the mighty acts of God as I was telling you just a little bit ago. Uh, you know, it goes on down in First Samuel, the third chapter, how that the voice of the Lord spoke to Samuel. Uh, three times God spoke to Samuel, and every time he got up and he ran to Eli. He was just a young man, had been raised in the house of the Lord, knew all the sacrifices and the traditions and all the law. He was learned in all the things that God had laid out in the law of Moses, and he 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 practiced and he uh, put into effect everything that he was instructed by Eli the priest. And but uh, it in verse six it says, and the Lord called yet again Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou did call me. And he answered, I call not my son. Lay down again. And in verse seven it says, Now 
Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord revealed unto him. The word of the Lord has to be revealed to you in the very spirit and essence. A presence of God has to be revealed to you by his spirit. There are many people that know of God. They know about God. They have studied the word many years. They've studied doctrines and traditions. They've studied theology, but yet they still do not know God by his spirit. It is not by power and it is not by might. It is not of your own ability. It is not of your knowledge and your wisdom and your understanding that you have gained by man, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord. God has got to reveal himself by his spirit. And this is a generation that is now being brought forth. This is a dispensation that is now being brought forth. This is the dispensation in Ephesians the first chapter in the tenth verse that says that the dispensation of the fullness of times. The Lord spoke this into my spirit probably seven or eight years ago and he said the dispensation of the fullness of times is the revealing and the bringing forth and the fullness of the word and the mysteries of God that no other generation has ever been privileged to know and understand and I will bring all things together in one. Go read it. He said all things will be brought together in one in Christ. We have entered in to the dispensation of the fullness of times and that word times means years. We have entered into that dispensation and that awakening and that moving of the Spirit of God that God has now chosen not to visit the earth and reveal himself in such a great in such a mighty way I feel the spirit of God so strong today I feel that working and awakening of the Holy Ghost and I feel that this is a day of visitation that as we go in the 2019 those uh, that will submit themselves unto God I didn't say submit yourselves uh, under religion we got so many religious judgmental uh, hard hearted backbiting people uh, I said submit yourselves therefore unto God uh, it's time to submit ourselves uh, therefore unto God and see if he will turn uh, and repent and leave a blessing it's time uh, for people to know a God of salvation, a God of healing, a God of deliverance, a God that will manifest himself and make himself real in 1972. At the age of 19, when the Spirit of the Lord fell on me, it didn't fall on me in a church, it didn't fall on me in a religious ceremony, it fell on me in Nashville, Tennessee, in my grandmother's basement. When I bowed on my knees and cried out to God, uh, and I repented uh, of the evil that was in my heart and my life, uh, for I had been raised up in a home of prayer. Uh, I had been raised up in a home uh, where my daddy was a pastor and a preacher and a man of prayer and fasting, uh, and I had seen many mighty miracles, many uh, great deliverances wrought uh, by the name of Jesus and 
brought forth uh, in my early childhood and as I grew in God uh, I began to see the hand of God reveal Himself. Uh, I came forth in what we call the healing revival from the mid 40's uh, to about the mid 60's about 20 years in there uh, and I was born in 52 and by the time I, I was 6 or 7 years old I knew about miracles I knew uh, about a God of power and a God of deliverance uh, and a God of great and mighty miracles uh, and I listened on the radio and watched on the television men like Oral Roberts and Jack Coe uh, and A.A. Allen and William Brannan uh, these mighty men of God that walked with God and God walked with them uh, and put mighty signs and wonders and miracles uh, in their lives and bore witness uh, to a generation uh, of a God with mighty power we don't have that today. But I'm telling you, hold up and don't you give up. You gather together and pray. You gather together and seek the face of God. You gather together and call on the name of the Lord and you believe because we have entered into a day of visitation. It is uh, Samuel was, you know, going back and forth to Eli. Uh, that last time that... Uh, God called Samuel, and he run to Eli. And it says in verse 8, And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And the Lord came. And stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then, then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. You know, God had to reveal himself to Samuel. And if you go down to verse 19, uh, I believe it is. It says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan even to Bathsheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. In verse 21, And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. God had to reveal himself as this young man grew. and He waxed strong in spirit and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. God had to reveal himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. Brother Metter, I see that our time has gotten away from us again. I tell you, I love the working of the Spirit of God and what I'm feeling in the Spirit right now. And I pray this broadcast has been a blessing to you. And we're going to encourage you to contact us. Uh, you can write us, send us your prayer request. Uh, write us uh, in the name of World, W-O-R-L-D, Revivals, R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S, the address is P.O. Box 1618 Conyers, C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia 30012. Send us your prayer request. We will pray with you. I would love to hear from you. You know, I keep hearing there's a lot of people listening to the broadcast, but I'm only hearing from just uh, a, a very handful, just a, a few here and there, but Every time I talk to somebody, they say, Brother Matter, people are listening. They're loving 
please let us know. If you just go to our website, man, M-A-N, sent, S-E-N-T, from F-R-O-M-G-O-D dot O-R-G, man, sent, from God dot O-R-G, and email us. Let us know uh, that you're listening, that you're enjoying, that this broadcast is being a blessing to you. And there's a donate button there on the website if you want to help us keep this broadcast on the air, which I would greatly appreciate. And I believe it's the mind and the will of God to keep this broadcast on the air and keep this word going out to people. Because I'm telling you, if you uh, if you hold fast, it's not going to be very many days till you're going to see the mighty hand of God begin to reveal himself like he did in the Bible. And I want you to encourage you to come be with us at our church in L.A.J., New Testament Church at L.A.J. Uh, it is on Big Creek Road. Uh, you go out about six and a half miles after you turn off 52 there beside the Dollar General. About six and a half miles there on the left on the corner of Garland Drive and Big Creek Road. Uh, the church is there at 90 Garland Drive. Service is at 11 a.m. We go to prayer usually around... 10.30 every Sunday morning. We're looking forward to having you with us. Pray for us. Let us hear from you and let us know what God is doing in your life. May God bless you till our next broadcast.